0: use the promo code blue to get an exclusive savings shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day because if there's one thing that omaha steaks knows it's the dad's want steak that's omahasteaks.com promo code BlueWire at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just 89 dollars
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's December 9th. It's 2022. 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Keith Eiser, Eyes 819 Keith, I almost did it again. I left YouTube up when I was tweeting out the link and the music started playing twice in my ears. Um, Luckily, (laughs) it was up so I could exit out really fast. So I didn't delay the intro like I did earlier this week. Um, maybe I'm rusty. Maybe I'm getting old. Or maybe it's just December and it happens. But i um, happy to have you on the podcast again. How's it going, my friend?
3: Good, good. I would say you're overworked, but it's not even NASCAR season. So you, you just don't have any excuses right now, bud. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm I'm chilling. Um, I love I love just having like two sports to work on. Um, it, it's fantastic. So, uh, it's definitely that time of the year where I can get out and play some disc golf, spend time with the fam, and um, not work as much. So, and like on the on the DFS side of things, I've been doing a lot more like fantasy prop sites this year. Than like going in and like building DraftKings and FanDuel teams. I had a really good DraftKings team last night, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun, right? At the end of the day, it's fun, and uh, that's what a DFS needs to be. Um, you know, it needs to have some type of fun because th- there's plenty of moments that when you're doing DFS, they're not going to be fun. Um, so hopefully, we can uh, avoid those. And I tweeted this out, I mean. What better time to come on a live YouTube show than during this Thursday night football game? Uh, that game is atrocious. I don't even I, like. Usually, I will leave it like going on my TV. I turned it off. Uh, I, I don't even <laughs> want to watch that while we're recording today. Yeah, not not
3: too much going on. I do have a couple of sweats though for for DFS. So a Devontae Adams touchdown would. I'm he's massively owned. So I'm sure. It's A dupe lineup, but I got a couple up near the top there that, that could use a Devontae touchdown. So I'm I still got one eye
2: on it. Let's get it. Um, I hope you get that touchdown, it helps me and um, the good old fashioned season longs. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get into this NBA slate ten games. If you guys haven't checked out Sleeper, check them out. Sleeper Fantasy promo code Grinders gets a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. Also, instantly puts you in the Grinder Squad chat over there on Sleeper. You can copy picks, you can talk, you can hang out. I mean, I post stuff all the time. I try to do most of my Sleeper picks on the Rotor Grinder Squad chat. I sometimes forget it happens to the best of us that that oldness coming in again. Um, So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Let's get into 10 games Friday. A few injury news that we're like questionably waiting on, which is always so much fun. We got the Knicks at Charlotte two twenty-four and a half and a half total here. Knicks a four point favorite. Toppin is out for the Knicks. Ball, Hayward, Martin, DSJ, and Williams are out for Charlotte. Let's start here with the Knicks side of things. What do you like here for New York?
3: Oh, man, Julius Randle, what was that, Wednesday night? I think he just absolutely went berserk. Uh, Didn't quite have enough of him on, on that slate. Um, He has that that in him. It's been a little bit harder to find this season. Even last season it was as well, but another really good matchup here for the Knicks. So I think we have interest in this game, even though it's in this first set here on on a pretty big slate. Um, Randall 7,900, I think is is the first place I would look. Brunson's fine at 6,800. And Barrett, I think is in play as well. Um, But just that that dynamic of it being early in the night on a a large slate probably keeps my ownership in this game a little bit um, subdued. But you, you have to have some interest in Randall after what we just saw from him in, in the last game. So that, that's where I would go. Mitch Rob's really cheap too. It's a fantastic matchup for him. Uh, I just, the foul trouble, center's usually really strong. I, I struggle with Mitch Rob.
2: I mean, this is one of the best matchups on the board, though, for yeah. Mitch Robb. Um, I mean, Charlotte allows the most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. I think it's like 59 or some. It, it's some ridiculously high number. Them, Indiana, and Utah are like the three teams that are just really, really high, Um, allowing... Like, Charlotte struggles against the bigs in general. They're like top 10 allowed in, in, against power forwards and for, like the most allowed against centers. So, I mean, yeah, this is a fantastic spot for... Both of these guys, Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. Randall at seventy nine hundred just seems a little underpriced. This is a guy we were paying in the mid eights for, um, you know, earlier this year. So I, I think a matchup against Charlotte is fantastic for him. Brunson, sixty-eight hundred, I don't think is the craziest thing, but I think you're gonna find a lot better options on a on a 10-game slate, especially like paying sixty-eight for Brunson to be that you know first game is kind of um kind of tough going to the charlotte side of this game i mean if i'm playing randall or robinson i don't necessarily feel like i have to have a run back option from charlotte Ubre at 6900s coming off of a fantastic game that's three out of his last four games he's shot at least 20 times um, he's had some upside Forty fantasy points at sixty nine hundred on a ten game slate probably puts him close to being enough. Um, and he continues. I played him the other night; he was like three percent owned. What are your thoughts here on Charlotte?
3: Yeah, the, the pricing's pricing is a little bit tough um, on Rogier up to eight k now. He's he's had some good games without Lamelo though, so I think you can certainly consider him. Um, I, I like your Ubre call. He's been he's been playing really well, shooting the ball really well, which is what you need from him um price like 6900 is kind of about where he's been so despite crushing that price tag here recently he's not really seeing a bump in the price so he's he's certainly in play I probably don't go much deeper than that on Charlotte here but like PJ Washington Mason Plumley, like just guys that are kind of priced appropriately worried about the ceiling a little bit um so Rogier and Ubre, but probably just a little bit I, I agree I don't necessarily need the run back here um, I want some rain for sure just for the ceiling and, and he has a really good price. Um, I don't love the pricing on the Charlotte side quite as much.
2: I could see Rozier having a good game um, in, in this matchup. Like Brunson is not a good defender whatsoever. You know, we, we like to target point guards against this next team. So, I mean, I could see Rozier having a good game. He's, he's been playing a lot of point um, here with, I mean, DSJ is out. There's a few other guys out. So, He's had the ball in his hands a lot at eight K. I could see him like getting there, but I mean, I think more times than none, he's just eight K is not going to be enough, um, enough fantasy production for Rozier. But again, we're looking at five straight games with these guys out that Rozier has put up at least 20 shot attempts. So, I mean, the production, the usage, the, the shots and points have really come from Ubre and Rozier. So, those are the two guys that I'd be targeting here. Mason Plumley. if it was a five or six game slate, maybe I'd get to Plumley, but I don't think i get to him on a 10-gamer. So we move on. Toronto at Orlando, facing my Orlando Magic. 220 total here. Toronto, eight-point favorite. Precious remains out for Toronto. Wendell Carter Jr., Harris, Isaac, Okiki, Suggs remain out for Orlando starting here with Toronto, you know, this is definitely a team you can target the magic 27th in defensive rating this season. The only problem with, you know, really both of these teams is they're both in bottom 10 in pace. So I don't expect this to be like a huge pace game. Uh, Is there any interest here in the Raptors for you?
3: Siakam is a guy who's just been absolutely smashing. Um, He has finally hit the 10 K mark there's just something different. Like it's, I know it's like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks from 9,800 to 9,900. But once you officially see that 10 K, it just feels like it's more, um, the five digit syndrome, I guess, for Siakam. I think he's still fine in this matchup. There is obviously a little bit of blowout risk, the pace. I'm concerned about that as well, but like, like Toronto's, all of Toronto's games are slow and Siakam still finds a way to get it done. Um, He's playable. Again, it's early in the night. I don't think he'll be one of the spend-ups that I'm most overweight on or anything like that, but fantastic matchup for him. The rest of Toronto is always difficult for me. Van Vliet has just struggled too much this year for me to want to target that on a big slate. OG Nobi has played really well uh, over the last like, week or two, um, and Scotty Barnes has played well, too. They're both over 7K. They've been paying it off, but I I don't love the price tag on either of those guys. If this was later on in the night, I might have more interest here because it is a great matchup, but just, I don't want to tie up too much, too many roster spots, especially if there's news that we're waiting on, which there doesn't appear to be a ton in the late games. I don't think, unless I'm forgetting someone, Um, but like the Lakers guys are both probable. Like there, there's nothing too concerning with questionable tags. And, again, we we don't know. I guess marketing maybe in that 9 o'clock game would be something Utah, you're saving. Yeah, some spots Utah where, in general.
2: Yeah, yeah it's like is me.
3: questionable as well. So Utah could have some serious value opening up. And it's 10 games. There's going to be more stuff that breaks throughout the day too, right, that, that we end up waiting on. So I always hesitate to tie up roster spots early.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest news that we're waiting on is Mitchell and marketing yeah. uh, like on the slate in general. Uh, I think those are the two like big news that we're waiting on. So uh but yeah, I mean I could see playing some Siakam here. He's just 10k. He he's so tough. I, I mean, cuz 50 is not enough. It, it really isn't. Like it's not a raw points slate. It's a 10-game slate. There's a lot of studs on this slate. If Siakam goes up and puts 50, it's just not enough. So Maybe again, like I, I keep saying this on Siakam, maybe you get your exposure to Siakam on points and rebounds on prize picks, sleeper, underdog, whatever you want to, whatever, you know, pick your poison type of thing. Um, sleeper is a good, good, good site though. You should check them out. Um, you know, going to the Orlando Magic side of this game, I mean, we're not really seeing like Banchero get the usage he was getting at the end of the season, but, like, the production has been up. This guy goes to the free throw line a ton. Like, he is very aggressive, and maybe the usage and shots are not up because, I mean, he's getting fouled so much, but they're coming off of a big win against the Clippers the other night. Um Wendell Carter Jr. is still out. Sugg's still out. I, I mean, I got burned bad the other night by Fultz. I mean, I got the minutes. He put up eight fantasy points in 28 minutes. Um, It was a rough game for him. Maybe I'm looking at going back to him. I just don't know if that's where I end up. Like Orlando is one of those teams where I'm like, the production is just everywhere. The ceiling with Mo Bamba being back might just not be there, but gosh, Maurice Wagner, Mo, Mo Wagner, 36 (laughs) minutes off the bench the other night had a fantastic game this dude is earning he is earning his minutes right now he's expensive but the fact that we could play him at power forward potentially opens up maybe taking some shots on him here in tournaments like back-to-back 40 point games and one of those was with mo Mobamba back and he played a lot more minutes than mo Bamba.
3: Yeah, a tough matchup here for Orlando. It's difficult to figure out where this is going. Uh, Bull Bull had another phenomenal game last time out as well. Um, Just another guy who's kind of stepped up. Like, when Paulo missed that time, it seems like they just had a couple of guys emerge here, and now it's just difficult to figure out where the production's coming from. Uh, So in a difficult matchup, I probably won't take too many shots. If I'm playing Siakam, I probably want somebody on the other side here. Um, Paulo is a little bit expensive. I think he's he's probably the ceiling guy, but we have seen it out of Bowl and out of Wagner as well here recently. So I don't hate the Mo Wagner call. It's it's a tough price tag at this point, though. If, if he was in the 4Ks, I would be all over that. Um, up at 5,700 now, it's a bit of a, a tough price tag.
2: The only good thing, like, if you're gonna take a shot on him, is you know that they're gonna need his size in this game. Like, this game doesn't go small. Both of these teams like to play big. This game is not going small. So, I mean, that is one potential benefit, but his price is so up there that maybe you're shopping around on, like, FanDuel and Yahoo and seeing if someone did not adjust fast enough. But I do like the fact, like I said, you can play him at power forward. Um, so, yeah. Washington at Indiana, 232 total in this one. Indiana five-point favorite um barton is questionable beal is out Hachimura is out porzingis is questionable that's the other one i knew there was three big names and then Wright is out and then on the indiana side duarte is out jackson johnson and turner are all questionable and tice is out so porzingis is huge news um if he were to not play we- we're probably playing two or three washington players in every lineup um which is so weird for a game that starts at seven o'clock but you know Washington becomes Monte Morris and Kyle Kuzma just become fantastic plays here if Porzingis and Barton sits um, I mean Denny is Casper like yeah Washington just becomes a team that you're just gonna click 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 on because we should get this news before, like, lock too. We probably yep. get this news pretty early in the day with Porzingis. Um, what are your thoughts on Washington?
3: Yeah, with well, Beal already out. Porzingis being out would just be wheels up for Washington for sure. Kuzma probably becomes the best value on the slate. And then you've got the whoever else is active absolutely in play. Um, if Porzingis plays, though, I have a ton of interest in Porzingis. Like, 9,400. This is a guy who's shown a 60-point ceiling multiple p- times this season. You mentioned the matchup against Indiana and and big men earlier in the podcast. Like, this is a great spot for Porzingis. He plays. If he doesn't, I always hesitate with this guy because I we never know what his minutes are going to look like. But Daniel Gafford's been out there for twenty minutes, two of the last three. He's been he's had some production. If we don't get Porzingis, you have to think Gafford gets at least like twenty four minutes here, and he's a guy that can can put up big numbers in, in short periods of time. This is a great match for big men. So I'm very interested in this, this Porzingis Q tag, either in Porzingis himself or um, in Gafford as a fill-in Kuzma, as I mentioned it without Porzingis would be phenomenal as well. I think Kuzma is in play, even if Porzingis is in as well, just because the matchup against Indiana here is so good. They they play really fast um, and they, they don't play any defense. So we're going to be looking for some Washington exposure either way, but they they're the most popular team on the slate if Porzingis
2: sits. I love the Gafford call. I wrote him down to like, bring him like up. So I love that call. Um, I mean the, the sample size would be old Porzingis right off the floor is, is small. And then if you take Barton off, it's even smaller. Um, I mean, the usage guy is definitely going to be Kuzma. And I forgot, you got to take Hachimura off the floor. Like, yeah, like, if Porzingis doesn't play, you got to smash Gafford here. Um, he becomes probably the top value play on the slate. And it's just one that you don't overthink. You just plug and play. Um, in that, it, it, like, there's just so many, there's already guys out that really, like, Hachimmar is already out. Um, so, I mean, like, the minutes there, yeah, it just, if, if Porzingis sits... Like I'm with you, though, if Porzingis plays, ton a of, ton of interest. Um, this is a, a fantastic matchup, one of the best matchups on the slate. He struggled against this team twice already this year, so hopefully potentially keeps the ownership down a little bit. Probably not. On the Indiana side, Halliburton's like, hey, I'm back. Um, 59 <laughs> fantasy points the other night. I'm back. I'm, I'm good. I played 36 minutes. You should not be worried about me. They gave me my two days. Um, just a phenomenal game. 15 assists, continuing with his over double digit assist average on the season. He's 9,200. I mean, either way, Porzingis in or out, uh, my favorite run back, and like I'm not even going to like overthink this at all, it is going to be um, Halliburton. And I'm hoping that Porzingis doesn't play and we can play some value on the Washington side so we can get Halliburton on the Indiana side.
3: Yeah, Halliburton, very clearly the guy. Him missing the two games and Nemhard smashing in his absence has put his price to where he's out of reach. Uh, Matherin is fine, but he's, you know, he's coming off the bench. I don't know that you need to go there on a 10 game slate. Um, Buddy Heald is a guy that you need to, to make a bunch of threes for him to get there. So it's, it's clearly Halliburton. Um, Is Miles Turner good to go? He has a questionable tag too. He's questionable. Yeah. Yeah. So Potentially some big men. If we get Porzingis and Turner both out, this is a good matchup here for, for the Indiana guys as well. Jalen Smith, we saw have a, a pretty good game last time Turner missed. I, I would have interest in trying to chase some of the cheaper guys as well. Brissett got a little run. Isaiah Jackson is I he's don't know. He's a guy. Too. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely keep an eye on this Indiana front court. Um, especially if Porzingis is out. I'd, I'd have a ton of interest.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's such an interesting game. The fact that this game is at seven is is kind of nice. Yeah. The fact that we should get the news and be able to adjust everything is kind of nice. But regardless who's in and who's out, Halliburton's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Um, I mean, no Bradley Beal should get a good mix of guards trying to, to slow Halliburton down. And <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> moving on we got sacramento at cleveland 227 total in this game and cleveland's a six-point favorite. davis and fox are questionable. i knew there was another name gosh see i told you four names um, <laughs> fox is questionable this line is very interesting uh, first of all when i was doing the injury report and i saw that both mitchell and fox were questionable I was blown away that multiple, not just one, but multiple books had a lineup for this game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Mitchell's questionable. Kevin Love is out. Rubio, uh, Wendler, and Wade are out as well. So a lot of you know potential here or non-potential for value. Let's start with Sacramento. Fox out. We're probably playing Malik Monk for sure at fifty-four hundred. Fox in this is a tough matchup against Cleveland. Sabonis and Fox are kind of pricey. Like maybe I'm just staying away from Sacramento if Fox plays. Yeah, I, I
3: agree with that take entirely. If Fox is in, I don't have any interest in Sacramento. Um, if Fox is out, I, I like the Malik Monk call. He's played really well off the bench. I kind of think they might keep him in that six-man role because he's like he's been playing phenomenally in that six-man role right now. And we see somebody like Davion Mitchell jump into the, the starting rotation. Davion Mitchell at 3,200, if he's going to be out there for 28 30 to 32 minutes, definitely interested there. Don't care about the matchup. He would just be far too cheap for the role. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not playing Sabonis either way, even if Fox is out. Um, just haven't seen enough from him this season. And one of the worst matchups you can get. Yeah. Um, not playing Fox if he's in either. So I need Fox out to be, to have any interest at all in the Sacramento side.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I I think I'm with you. I mean, Sabonis is averaging 1.28 fantasy points per minute with Fox off the floor. I don't know if that's enough. And like, you you almost have to give it a little bit of a downgrade for the Cleveland matchup. So I I think, like I said, if Fox is out Monk, uh, like, I wouldn't even think twice about Malik Monk at 5,400. His minutes are already kind of there. He's he's a usage guy. He's at 32% usage when Fox is off the floor this season. So he's a usage guy. I'm not worried about him. Um, the only could other be name that I'll throw out there... What's yeah.
3: that? I said Herder could be interesting if Fox is out too, just with all the usage available.
2: Yep. The only other name that I'm going to throw out there is Keegan Murray has been playing really solid minutes and he's been playing really well on the defensive side of things. Don't know how much I really love that against a team like Cleveland, but at 4k, like he's shown plenty of upside and he'll be really low owned. So um, just a name to throw out there, the Cleveland side of this game. I mean, Allen returned the other night and played 38 minutes. I love when teams make sure their guys are a hundred percent and they return and we don't miss a beat, you know, People absolutely smashed the other night playing Jared Allen, not worried about his minutes um, from him coming back because he crushed. He's 6,600. No Kevin Love. I mean, Mobley's minutes take a hit with Allen back. I mean, I really like Allen here. But the biggest news here is if Mitchell doesn't play, 82 for Garland's not enough.
3: Yeah, I agree. It's... Like this is a much better matchup for Cleveland against this Sacramento team. Um Sacramento plays fast, so they they should speed up this game environment a little bit. Um I love the Jared Allen ball. He's too cheap for this matchup. Um and then we're keeping an eye on, on the Mitchell news because Garland becomes a phenomenal value play at eighty two hundred two hundred without Mitchell. I mean, it's last year we were playing paying almost 10k for Garland when he didn't have to play alongside Mitchell. So far too cheap for in a good matchup. Um, and then Karis LeVert is the other one I have some interest in. Like it's it's a minutes thing with him. Uh, with Kevin Love out, there's a chance he could step into a couple more minutes. If Mitchell is out, Lavert is an uh, gets an even bigger bump for me. Um, I think he's cheap enough. He's in play in this matchup, even if Mitchell plays. Um, but if if Mitchell is out, Lavert's a, a fantastic value.
2: Yeah. Um... LaVert at 4,400 if Mitchell doesn't play. I'm with you. I think that, man, it's scary. Ah, it's scary because <laughs> of what he's been doing this year. But I think the minutes just have to be there. So, I mean, if Mitchell and Fox sit in this game, this game's so stackable. Which is yeah, not something you would have like thought about coming in, like Sacramento at Cleveland. Like, eh. But, I mean, this game is very stackable if Mitchell and Fox sit. All right, moving along. We got Atlanta at Brooklyn. 228 total here. Brooklyn, seven and a half point favorite. Collins and Murray out. Hunter questionable. Brooklyn is good to go. Two weeks, it sounds like, for Murray, give or take. Um, we're going to see Trey Young <laughs> do, do Trey Young things. This is a matchup against Brooklyn. I, I mean, I think you have to have interest in Trey Young even at 10.3. Like he might be the best play on the slate with no DeJounte Murray taking some usage away. He has a forty-five point six percent usage rate in a hundred and seventy-one minutes with Murray and Collins off the floor this year. A hundred and seventy-one minute sample size is not small. <laughs> it's not huge, but it's not small. Like fantasy points per minute capella has done really well as well with murray and collins off the floor so i mean yeah you can look at some value for atlanta but i'm looking at capella i'm looking at trey young and i think bogdanovich at 4100 is way too cheap especially with no murray
3: yeah, Trey Young. It feels like an uncomfortable price, but you made some some fantastic points there. Like you prefer to play Trey Young in the nine Ks, um, but with no Murray, he definitely has the upside, even even at ten Um, So I, I'm interested. Capella, love that call as well. Um, he's been playing really well here recently too, and the, it's the minutes have been there recently. I know he only played twenty two, but they got blown out of the gym in New York, so that was a strictly blowout related. He's been right around 30 minutes for the better part of two weeks before that. Um, Capella is, is a great option without Murray. Um, love the Bogdanovich call as well. Again, that's also a minutes thing, but he is priced at a point to play 25 minutes. If he runs into 28 or 30 minutes here, he's way, way too cheap. Um, so love that call as well. The wings that have filled in, especially if Hunter's back, I'm just not touch, touching the situation. If Hunter misses again, you can play guys like AJ. Griffin and Jalen Johnson. I don't know that we'll need it on this slate. I, I think it's just dependent upon what happens with the Sacramento, Cleveland, and Washington situations. Um I would prefer not to have to play this Atlanta value outside of Bogdanovich. Um, but we'll see we'll see how the injury news breaks. But Trey Young a smash, Cabela, a smash.
2: The only other name that I'm going to throw out there because, I mean, anytime you're facing Brooklyn, it's it's good to just load up on the team facing them. Aaron Holiday played 30 minutes the other night. Murray went down really early in that game. Aaron Holiday took, like, all the minutes um, from Murray being out. And I'm pretty sure – I'm looking it up really quick. Um, I'm pretty sure he started the second half. He did. I remember that. He did. That and he played the whole fourth quarter. So, I mean – he he didn't get a lot of second quarter minutes, like six. So the fact that he still got 30 minutes when only six second quarter minutes. Aaron Holiday at 3,300 is not the sexiest play in the world. But I mean, 25 to, to 28 fantasy points, I think is in the possibilities at 3,300. So just another name to, to throw out there. I mean, we're definitely looking at some value. And Keith, I, I really think like Atlanta as a team, you could play two or three people from night before. I mean, especially if Hunter sits as well, like I think Atlanta as a team, you could look at two or three people from.
3: Yeah. I think you need Hunter out to be able to do that. But, but if Hunter's out again, I agree. Um, like, I don't know if I'd go Trey Capella Bogdanovich, like Bogdanovich being on that second unit definitely helps. Um, because they're like, he just, he runs the second unit a lot. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i fine with those three. It's just I, I struggle with the wings on Atlanta. It is a good matchup, though. Pricing is fair, so definitely worth some shots.
2: All right, if we're looking at all these guys for Atlanta, here we are, we got Brooklyn. We got Ben Simmons expected to play, not on the injury report. Um, I don't know what we're looking at minutes-wise for him. Assume that like they're not rushing him back, so we should get probably 20... Twenty-five plus minutes here. Um, Durant's ten-five. Kyrie's eight-six. Claxton six-two. I love the idea of running back somebody when I'm <laughs> playing two or three people from a team, but I am struggling to figure out who that might potentially be um, from Brooklyn. Like, I mean, maybe it's Kyrie. At eighty six hundred with no Dejounte Murray defense, but I mean Simmons being back does not help that situation. Uh, but I, I don't know if I can play Simmons at sixty seven hundred. Maybe he's the play if we get any kind of minutes like announcement. But I don't think it's KD. Like maybe maybe KD goes bonkers in this game. But like my initial thoughts was it's not KD at ten five.
3: Yeah, I'm struggling as well to find anyone that's playable here. Um, and it's because of the Simmons situation that you mentioned. Him coming back means that Durant and Erring are too expensive. Um, also hurts Claxton. You've talked about his, how Claxton gets a rebounding boost before without Simmons. Um, he's played really well in Simmons' absence, so he's priced up to 6200 now. And if Ben Simmons is only going to be out there for 25 minutes, what type of ceiling does he have that you want to play him? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think it's a really tough situation, and I don't. I don't have a ton of interest. Even if I'm playing Atlanta, I don't think I'm going here. Um, like Kyrie just didn't have the ceiling when he was sharing the floor with Simmons. It, he has shown the ceiling recently without Simmons, so he's priced up to 8,600. I don't like the Durant price with Simmons back either. It's just it's a tough situation. I probably won't have much exposure.
2: Yeah, I. I really want to see if we get any kind of news for Ben Simmons. I think he might be the guy at 6,700 being power forward eligible. Maybe he's the guy. Um, Because I mean, he was, he was rolling and like, when you think of Atlanta with all these injuries, like the matchup's not that bad for him at all. So maybe it's Ben Simmons. Um, Yeah. If, if expected to play
3: 30 minutes tweet, then, then I would be in, but I, I am concerned that it's going to be in that like 25 minute range to 28, maybe even, even at 28 minutes, it's, it's tough. Like you need him to hit that triple double really like he's not going to score a ton. Um, but he has double digit rebound and assist upside. So if he can get that triple double in 28 minutes, he could be useful.
2: And it was a calf injury. So, I mean, that worries you even more. Um, Reinjury, not getting the minutes. So yeah, just want to have a quick shout out, Big Hurt, Derek Yappy. We got a YouTube chat going here, um, and really quick, Yappy says, "Why not run it back with Royce O'Neill?" I'm guessing at 5400.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's gonna play 35 minutes, but yeah, what what usage is left for Royce with on a floor with KD? irving and and ben simmons like just i I think even his assists would go down in that in that spot like royce has had some great peripheral stats this year like he's definitely taken a step forward and he's been a useful fantasy player but with with everybody healthy in brooklyn i just don't see it
2: if you want to come hang out during the morning grind podcast youtube morning grind um yeah i mean we i leave chat open it's right here right there right there what's up chat um (laughs) so yeah you can interact with the show trying to be better about that kind of stuff but i mean i don't hate the royce o'neill question um i do worry about like the usage you know you look at his shot attempts when these guys were like when simmons was playing and like we saw four and six and eight like simmons out we've seen nine consistent shots most nights so um i mean that was my biggest concern with o'neill on the same page, Keith, we're moving on though. We got the Lakers going into Philadelphia, 224 and a half total. Philly is a three point favorite. Um, Anderson out for the Lakers, both Anthony Davis and LeBron probable. Maxi and Niang out for Philadelphia. So getting close to having two healthy teams here. Um, going to the Lakers side first. Anthony Davis before this like illness thing was just absolutely smashing. Um <laughs> he was playing insane. Like we have some studs here, right? We got AD, we got LeBron, we got Harden, we got Embiid. They're pricey, but the flip side of that is we've talked about so much potential value already um, in the first five games we've covered. So I don't think it's the craziest idea to think like a LeBron Embiid and Anthony Davis Harden, like types of stacks, in this game i mean this should be a super competitive high scoring game and and really the usage is four guys um starters wise
3: yeah lakers side definitely because ad and lebron both missed the last game everybody else is priced up so there's only two playable guys here in my opinion it's ad and it's lebron like you touched on it ad was looking like the best fantasy producer in the game for like two weeks straight there even, like, LeBron missed some time, and he, that's kind of when he started smashing. Then LeBron came back, and he kept smashing, including two games where he put up over 80 fantasy points. So, like, 80 at 11-1, probably not expensive enough if he's going to go right back to doing that. Um, I think that's where I look first in this matchup. LeBron is fine, but I, I, I think I prefer AD. you'
2: know, like, an illness. It wasn't, like, an ankle, you know? So, yep. I, I think he'll come back and he'll play his normal minutes. And, I mean, 27 and 30 shot attempts in the last two games before. Um, Baker Mayfield just threw a touchdown with 15 seconds to go to <laughs> take the lead to Van Jefferson. What is going on? What is happening, man? I'm still <laughs> glad I didn't miss the miss the extra point. Go to overtime. I need an Adams touchdown. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that's crazy. But, yeah. I, not to get sidetracked i think like the guys that we played the other night with all the lakers out let other people chase those guys thomas bryant had two really stellar games in a row unfortunately ad being back do not pay 5k for bryant um that will be a mistake unless anthony davis gets ruled out for some reason and then yeah sure go ahead pay 5k for him
0: before history is written
2: uh, the Philadelphia side, I mean, Embiid, 11-5. We know like the ceiling that he's capable of in any type of game. Um, James Harden came back and played 38 minutes, just shot terrible. Like He had yep. a terrible what Was it 21%, but he still put up 19 shots in 38 minutes, had seven turnovers. He just did not have a good game. Uh, it was a bad game. This is his second game back. He's 8,900. This is a guy we were paying almost 10k for. Um, that was showing us 60 plus point upside. Like, I think he just has to be in the conversation on this slate with all the value we've had already.
3: Yeah, I absolutely love James Harden in this spot. I would say early in the season, one of the leaks in my game was I was too slow to adjust to how he was playing this year compared to last year. Last year, he was fine to just let Maxi kind of you know, do do the thing and be the, the secondary scorer to Embiid. He was going to be more of the distributor. He was not playing away at the beginning of this season, um, and Maxi is still out, so he definitely has that role at this point. 8,900 is too cheap for Harden. The Lakers have been decent on defense, but these are two teams with playoff aspirations. I don't know that the Lakers will get there, but like like Philly is going to be up for this game against LeBron anytime that that LeBron is in town. I feel like, like teams always step up their game, so... I, I think this will be a pretty solid game environment. The Lakers play fast as well. They should speed up Philadelphia. Um, Harden's too cheap for for this spot. Embiid is fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll have some exposure to Embiid as well. Uh, but Harden is is the priority for me in this one.
2: Just saw the Baker pass, and it was a dime. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> oh, man. It, it was a dime. <laughs> I agree with you, though. Harden is... Harden's going to be my main target here. Like Harden, Anthony Davis, Harden, LeBron. Just running it, like playing the two studs and like two of the four studs in this game and taking value elsewhere, I think is. Um, yeah, just, yeah, why not? Detroit at Memphis. 227 and a half total here. Memphis a 10 and a half point favorite. Cunningham remains out. Livers is doubtful. Steven Adams is questionable. I mean, it matters a little bit. Bain and Green remain out um, for Memphis. Let's go to Detroit here first. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Sell me on something, Keith.
3: Well, do you want to try to figure out if Bojan is going to put up eight fantasy points or 50 fantasy points? Because that's his last two games. Um, I mean, he's, he's found a ceiling at on several occasions this year, a 50-point ceiling. It's every other that.
2: game. So if you if you just so play the every other game role, then <laughs> it's this game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you're wanting to play some Memphis guys, you need to, to have some interest. Um, Killian Hayes is the other guy who's been hitting a ceiling with some regularity without Cade. Uh, Ivy's been a bit of a disappointment, I would say. So I guess runbacks, I'm looking at Killian Hayes and Bojan Bogdanovic. Maybe some Isaiah Stewart too. He's been playing pretty well here recently.
2: Yeah, um,
3: I think I just pass on the game altogether though. It's kind of kind of where I'm at.
2: Yeah, I mean that was my like initial thought. Like Bay is like he's been okay. Bagley like him and him and Stewart's minutes kind of flip-flop it's Ben Stewart but he really hasn't produced it, like been producing here recently Memphis is a top 10 defensive team so I mean this isn't like the greatest matchup in the world I think I, I hate saying it but I think like if you're I think if you're looking at like Detroit you're like who is gonna stay on the court if this game gets out of hand and so like, I, I don't I, I want do to like... think that way, but I think you have to. Um, and I don't think the answer for what it's worth is Bogdanovich. Even though at 6,100, I think like you said, he has some, he has some stealing. Like, I mean, if Adam sits, maybe I'm taking a shot on Stewart at 5,400, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's like Berks or Bay. I kind of like your Bay I call a lot. lot. Like yeah. Bay
3: missed Bay. some time. He was playing off the bench and he wasn't closing. So I'd be interested to dig into the rotation the last three games and see if Bay is closing. Um, he only played 24 minutes against New Orleans, which is a little concerning. But 30 minutes the two games before that. So I, I w- would want to look into Bay's like usage a little bit and wh- like why he only played 24 minutes in the last game. Was he in foul trouble? Doesn't look like it. Only two fouls. So I don't know. I don't know. Bay Bay is the guy who I think like we've seen him get hot from three. And like, even in his life he hit five, three pointers, he attempted 10 of them. So I think there's some ceiling there with Bay as well. And depending on how the game goes, he could be on the floor still.
2: So yeah, Bay, he only played, um, eight first half minutes against new Orleans the other night. And he did close. He played a lot of, he played nine, he played a nine and a seven minute rotation. Um, in that second half and then the game against Miami he checked in and never checked back out um in the second half he played a 19 and a half minute kind of rotation <laughs> and but he doesn't play a ton of first half minutes which is kind of weird Um so I mean that is I think the biggest concern and I mean it really kind of looks like him and him him and Bogdanovich, like it's whoever is playing well is getting the run. But I think Bay is interesting for tournaments. And Bay, that game against Miami was kind of a blowout game. So like if you are thinking that happens, I mean maybe I like Bay. Uh but yeah, I mean this game in general kind of stinks. I looking at the Memphis side. John Morant is 10-6. He can go off against any team. Triple J can go off against any team, but I just don't think this is the spot where we want to do it. Um, if Adam sits, do we take shots on Brandon Clark? Um, what are your thoughts on Memphis? I don't know that I trust
3: Brandon Clark's minutes. Like, I know he, he absolutely smashed in one game without – Adams. And then he was chalk on the next slate and he only played 20 minutes in that Miami game. I think it was. And then he played really well against OKC. So 3,900, you could definitely take some shots. Um, I think Aldama is in play as well at 4,800. I don't, I don't know. They just, they don't, they don't seem to trust. I don't know what Clark's issue is. It's not like he was in foul trouble either. I was just looking at that. Um,
2: Well, the game that Adams missed. Clark played 30 minutes and put up 35 fantasy points against Detroit. That was the game that Adams missed.
3: Was that the only one? I thought there was yeah, another Adams, one too.
2: Adams played Miami in OKC.
3: Okay. Who was out then that Memphis they've had a bunch M- of Ja was like, out?
2: Yeah, they've had a bunch of like people in and out. Um, but yeah. like if we're looking at like does Clark like reflect yeah, so Adams, Adams out is out looks would
3: be good. a bill for Clark. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you Miami there. It, I, the game I was 39. thinking about where he only played 20 minutes was the job ja, when John ja missed, I believe.
2: Yeah. Cause like Adams played that, like he, didn't he like sit the front end and then Jaw sit the back end of like a back to back. And we loaded up on like Tyus Jones um, when that happened. Yep. So yeah, I mean, if Adams is out, I have a ton of interest in Clark, I think at, and like you could play him at power forward, which just kind of opens up things even more for Clark. Um, So if Adams is out, I think Clark, yeah, I mean, this game just happened a week ago, not even a week ago, five days ago, and Adams missed and Clark put up 35 fantasy points and it was with points and rebounds. And I mean, that's kind of what you're thinking for anyway, for Detroit against Detroit.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think Jaws is tough. Like the blowout risk adds to not only is he expensive and you need him to hit a ceiling, but then you add the blowout risk and it's tough. Like Trey's in a great spot. Uh, We just talked about the studs in the the LA Philly game. Like Jaw's down the list for me, I think, on this slate.
2: All right, moving on to Phoenix at New Orleans. What's up, Nick Nelson? We got a 227 total here. Phoenix, a one and a half point favorite. Uh, Johnson and Washington out for Phoenix ingram jones little out for new orleans and alvarado is questionable for new orleans start here with the phoenix side of things um man phoenix got ran out of the gym (laughs) you can't look at anything that happened in that boston game because they got ran out of the gym uh that was back-to-back games that they have gotten run out of the gym chris paul um i mean he's kind of the notable thing he came back against boston the other nights um yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a good game. I think Phoenix shows back up in this game. I think it's going to be a good game. It's more of just how and if I get any kind of exposure to this game is kind of (laughs) where I'm at.
3: Yeah, pricing is tough. uh, The Phoenix situation is very similar to the Brooklyn situation in that Chris Paul is coming back from a long absence, so everybody is priced up as if Chris Paul were not playing. Um that makes it tough to play Booker. I think Aiton gets a, a, an, actually gets a boost with Chris Paul back in the lineup. So I'm still interested in Aiton a little bit. Um, and I'm interested in Chris Paul. He's only 6,600. He only played 24 minutes in the first game. But like you mentioned, it was a complete blowout. The thing that gives me hope is that Devin Booker also only played 25 minutes. So Chris Paul could very m- well come out and play his 35 to 36 minutes in this game. Um I will note New Orleans has been an outstanding defense with Zion when Zion's healthy. Um, Brandon Ingram is, of course, still out. So that that impacts it a little bit. Um, but both of these are two pretty good defenses. I agree it's going to be a close game and they could push each other a little bit, just a little back and forth. Um, but it's going to be a great basketball game. Chris Paul's too cheap, I think. I have some interest in Aiton. I don't see myself getting to Booker, just be Paul being back. Um, and he's still up at 9,500, but I have some interest just for the game environment concerned about the defenses, but close one
2: kind of like Chris Paul too, uh, 6,600 24 minutes the other night. I expect him to move right back into that, like 33 to 35 minute role here. Um, I mean, he, he just, he wasn't Chris Paul the other night and I think he's too cheap. I don't hate Aiton in this spot. He's not my favorite. I also, for what it's worth, could see like Booker getting no ownership whatsoever. Like him and Zion, and then just, just because 50 of all actual the actual points, <laughs> yeah. Like both of these guys just combining for like a hundred and thirty fantasy points. Um, yeah, I could totally see that doing. And like they're under ten k, so the stack would be a little bit easier. And you, you know, you could probably add one more extra play compared to like a hardened Anthony Davis stack. Um, so I don't hate. Maybe taking a shot on like a Booker Zion type of stack, CJ McCollum at sixty eight hundred. We're waiting for him to shoot the ball well. What is going? I I just
3: looked at that. Like you look at that price, and it's like, why is CJ McCollum sixty eight hundred? And then you look at three for eleven from the field, three for eleven from the field, two for eleven from the field. It has been a really rough return for CJ here, but he'll he'll get it going, no doubt. That that was the thing that just absolutely jumped out when I opened up this slate.
2: I think you have to keep taking shots on
3: him. Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, but really outside of that, like I don't think Alvarado being out really changes anything for like Devontae Graham. Maybe he gets a few extra minutes. He's he's just not gonna make the cut for me on a on a 10 game slate unless there's news that directly says that he will get you know more minutes here. But yeah, I mean this game for me is take some shots on cheaper McCollum and Paul or look at like an expensive Booker Williams and um, Zion sack. So, I mean that's kind of how I'm approaching this one.
3: Yeah. I glossed over Zion a little bit. I love Zion. Dude's been absolutely crushing here recently. And the guy who is absolutely stepped up with CJ McCollum struggling so bad is Trey Murphy. Like take a look at this guy's game log. He is putting up 30 fantasy points a night, 35 on most nights. Like he's shooting the ball really well. He's getting some rebounds, even throwing in a few assists. Like at 6K, I don't hate some shots on Trey Murphy.
2: All right, moving on. We got Minnesota at Utah, 236 and a half total, highest total on the slate. Utah, a three point favorite. Uh, Prince and Cat out for Minnesota. Conley and Marketing both questionable here for Utah. Um, who knows? I mean, it's an illness kind of thing for Marketing. So. Well, I mean, maybe we get this news through like after morning shoot-around because uh, it's not a back-to-back, so they should have a morning shoot-around, which should, what, probably around 2 or 3 Eastern with this game being in Utah. Uh, so, I mean, the Minnesota side of this game, Anthony Edwards has ceiling, and if he's going to keep chucking and be aggressive like he has been, now he's getting some steals and assists like... Anthony Edwards needs to be in the conversation of, like, studs right now. I know he's expensive, but Utah is one of the best teams in basketball to target. They're a bottom five defensive team. They like to play fast. This is not your same Utah team. Minnesota plays at the fastest pace in the NBA. This is a fantastic game to target. Uh, We're just waiting on news to see where and how we want to approach it.
0: Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com.
3: Um you talked it about Anthony Keith. Yeah, you, Edward has been <laughs> smashing without towns. Um R- Rudy Gobert Revenge just coming off 16 points and 21 rebounds or whatever it was. Like he should have saved that for this game. Um, but I think we could see something similar in this spot. Um like going back to Utah for the first time since the trade. I would be trying a little bit harder for my rebounds if I if I were Mr. Gobert. Um so I Seventy-two hundred isn't a price I would normally consider, but this is one of the best ba- matchups for Bigs. Uh, they give up points in the paint. Not that we're looking for a ton of points for from Gobert, uh, but this is a great matchup for Rudy. Russell's price is coming up, but still in play because of the game environment. I I might play one of these Minnesota guys on on every lineup that I make. I, I it's a great matchup. The, the Rudy Revenge and Anthony Edwards without Cat like those are two. Like, absolutely phenomenal situations.
2: I forgot to mention um, on the Utah side that Sexton's out. I forgot to say that, but um, it was like a weak thing. So, Edward's ceiling, Gobert at 7,200 is a really solid play. Um, I don't think I get to Russell, but I don't think he's the craziest play either. I just don't know if he necessarily has a ceiling. Um, Kyle Anderson's minutes kind of all over the place. Um, I will say, that, like, I wrote this up on scores and odds the other day. Nas Reed's like point prop came in at like nine and a half the other day after going like bonkers against OKC when Gobert got ejected. If that comes in at nine and a half again, just smash it. Um, just smash it. That That is the, the odds are forever in your favor. Um, as a movie would say, going to the Utah side, I mean, obviously. Everything kind of relies on Marketing and Conley in this game because if these guys are out, it's going to open up a lot of stuff. We saw, like, Walker Kessler play really well in 24 minutes. Maybe he earned a few extra minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. Um, Alexander Walker played a ton of minutes the other night when Sexton got out. Um, He's 3,600. Like, this is a potential spot where we're going to be playing a lot of Utah Jazz.
3: Yeah, the injuries matter here and I'm I'm just going to build heavy with the guys that are questionable and make sure that I have multiple pieces as part of why I said what I want somebody from Minnesota on every single lineup um just to allow myself a little bit of flexibility um like if I start the build with a Markkanen go bear um marketing gets ruled out then I can pivot that to like a an Anthony Edwards and uh, Walker Kessler or somebody like that. Like, just build yourself some two v twos, two like three v threes even. Uh, but I I want heavy exposure to this game. Minnesota plays at the fastest pace in the NBA. Last I checked, um, it's been a, a day or two since I've looked at that. But, they do, yeah, very fast pace. Um, so this is this is a fantastic game. Weak defense from Utah, really fast pace from Minnesota. So set up to be a lot of fantasy scoring here. Pay attention to the injuries. I lo- love Markkinen if he's in. I lo- love the Walker Kessler call. Um, he jumped into the starting lineup without Markkinen. He didn't even play a ton of minutes and he still smashed 24 minutes. Um, he's a big per minute producer. So if he's starting again, he's going to be one of the best plays on the slate. And then the guard stuff, Conley coming back would kind of, like it, it would harm some of these plays in my opinion. I would just I might just play Conley in that situation, um, but Clarkson would be overpriced in that situation. And I guess with Sexton out, you could still take some some shots on Alexander Walker. I'd a little bit weary of that rotation. I cannot believe uh, Horton Tucker did not play in the last game when Markinen was out. Um, just Rudy a really Gay weird came situation. Back, though. Rudy yeah, Gay it, came
2: back and played 20 minutes. Do you, I mean, right, that's the that's... only thing that made sense to me as of why THG didn't play the other night. Or he played like 15 minutes. Like, Rudy Gay came back and played.
3: But that that like doesn't make 15. sense. Why are they playing Rudy Gay ahead of THG? I don't like... know the answer.
2: I'm just saying. It's the no, only you're right, thing though. that made sense to me. <laughs> I, mean, I agree with Kessler you that, playing that is playing well, Olenek playing well and Rudy Gay coming back. That is that in my head that was like that's what made sense. Yep.
3: Yeah, and but the Alexander Walker thing was kind of random too. Um I don't know. We'll we'll have to see who's out on the injury report and what the starting lineup looks like, but I I'll, I'll be building exposure to this game into my lineups with the guys that are questionable and making sure I have enough roster spots to maneuver around once once the injury news breaks.
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, Alexander Walker, that bench, um, like, the guys off the bench went on a big run against Golden State the other night with everyone out against their second unit. And kind of, like... And then the game got close towards the end. Um, DiVincenzo, like, was having a really good game, and like, Moody, and I think Jordan Poole and Kaminga all had really big fourth quarters. So, but, yeah, I mean, the second unit, I don't know if that... Like, because... Looking at like Alexander Walker, he played about eleven minutes, maybe almost almost twelve minutes in the first half with Sexton. So I feel like with Sexton out, if Conley sits too, um, I just I feel like Alexander Walker has minutes there. So we'll see, but yeah, if you ever want to look anybody um, NBA on rotor grinders go to court iq just click the team that you want and then go down to game flow tracker and you can see rotations super helpful had someone tweet me the other day about it totally forgot to tweet them back my bad if you're listening but that's how you get to it it's super easy to find so game flow tracker is a game changer (laughs) absolutely (laughs) one of the most
3: useful tools that we have It, it is absolutely phenomenal
2: yeah, the easy the easier way too is just go to NBA and go to Court IQ, and then you can click Game Flow from there, and you can choose the team that you want. So, also like if out. you're
3: on if you're oh. in Lineup HQ and you pull up their like player page, if you click the the game date, that'll take you right to it as well. I Super
2: didn't know handy. that. Thank you. Yep. Learn something new every day. I've only been working here forever. Um, <laughs> did not know that. Milwaukee at Dallas, 222.5 total. Milwaukee, a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Ingles out. Matthews out. Dallas is good to go. Good basketball game. I'm going to start with that. Good basketball game. Luka and Giannis are 13K and 12K. The problem here, in my opinion, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but to play Giannis, I think you have to play Luca. Luka. And to play Luca, I think you have to play Giannis. You cannot, even with all the value, feel comfortable about playing forty one hundred dollars per player by getting Luca and Giannis in there. Um, listen, there's a ton of value. You're going to need like all of those value plays to go off, and then you're going to need Luca and Giannis to combine for a gazillion fantasy points, and Giannis his last game over over 70 fantasy points was october 26 so yeah i mean i love luca the guy is insane but the price tags like i think this game is just kind of priced out outside of like maybe tim hardaway jr at 5100 but i mean the matchup isn't the best for him Middleton at 6,500. He's getting up some more shots. And then Burke Lopez just continues to kind of do his thing. Um, Only concern would be is like this game potentially going a little smaller. Um, He only played 23 minutes in a close game against Dallas earlier this season from what what I was looking at. But he crushed in those 23 minutes, and he was in foul trouble. So I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You can, I mean, I kind of went over everything in this game. So, I mean, don't feel free. You feel, feel free to just kind of talk about an overview of this game in general.
3: Yeah, I think that's the way it makes sense to talk about it anyway, just because there are so clearly two great players, one, one on each side in, in Luca and, and Giannis. I don't think that the Giannis Luca stack is viable. I would love to play that, but it is so expensive. like, agree 4k per player or whatever it was it's just not enough to find enough ceiling throughout the rest of your lineup even if we get every everybody who's questionable now and more and all of this value I still don't think it's going to be viable to play a 12-3 player and a 13k player in your lineup so do we completely like the game environment is not great outside of there being just superstars in this game. Milwaukee's the best defense in the NBA and Dallas plays at an extremely slow pace. Um, so I think you need one of Giannis or Luca to, to push, like, what are the odds that Giannis and Luca both go for like 80? I don't think it's that great. Um, obviously one of them could do that on any given night. So I'm fine taking a couple shots here. And I think I would do it with one of the cheaper guys. Like if, I don't prefer this. You, you've talked about Giannis not hitting and stealing as often here, so I won't do it as often with Giannis. But I would try to run that back with a hard, maybe even a Finny Smith if he can get hot from three. Is a guy who could push the pace of this game a little bit, um, and t- maybe just if Luca's getting assists instead of points, he doesn't quite get as many fantasy points. Um, so Luca puts up like sixty five in that scenario, while Giannis gets his eighty, and finney Smith makes six threes and and he gets there. That's one scenario. I prefer the other side playing Luca who does literally everything for Dallas. And I take some shots on Chris Middleton. Um, We haven't seen him much this year. So the the price is subdued a little bit. The minutes are rising with every game that he plays up to 29 in the last one. So I think you're going to get 32, 34 minutes possibly. Maybe if the game is super tight, they push him a little bit more in this game. Um, you need Middleton to shoot really well and rack up some rebounds and assists as well. But I think Middleton would my favorite way to play this game would be a Luca Middleton stack.
2: Yeah, Luca Middleton, Luca Middleton Lopez. Hoping Giannis just does not show up. I, I mean, I guess I'm just a sucker for Brook Lopez this year. But I mean, I could see him. I could see him having a ceiling game here. I don't know. Um, I probably just stay away from this game, honestly, and just hope that these guys don't go bonkers. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, again. Like we talked about him. I think it was you. Was it you Monday? Yep. Like brought up Tim Hardaway was a fantastic call. Um, And like, I mean, it was a was that the blowout game? I think that was the blowout game. And, like, he's still at 27 points. He's just been playing so fantastic here recently. He's just launching threes. I mean, look yeah, he's at his – just chucking. Like, he's Like double-digit threes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Like, just keep chucking. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. DraftKings, scoring, and pricing, like always. Favorite play under 5,000 to go 7x. There's a couple options today, just a couple. Who do you got?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is like it's going to be obvious tomorrow once we get some injury news. There's going to be some very clear 7x value on this slate. Um I'm just I'm going to go with one of the early games because I know I want some exposure to this guy if Porzingis is out. Daniel Gafford at 3600 would be a smash, but they're Keep an eye on all these questionable tags. Every every questionable tag is going to lead to somebody who could be potentially a 10 X play, not just a seven X play.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go Alexander Walker, Um, kind of in the same price range. We know Sexton's not going to play. I think even if Conley comes back, he doesn't play full minutes. Um, I mean, I love this play If Conley sits with Sexton out. He is someone that can fill up the stat sheet, hustle stats. Um, I mean, he has a lot to prove. He wasn't really doing anything at the beginning of the season. So this could be a good opportunity for him to earn some, you know, some seasonal minutes my ear piece is falling out of my ear over (laughs) 8k to go under 5x Uh, who's your bust today I'm gonna go Devin Booker at 9500
3: Chris Paul coming back um, doesn't necessarily kill him but he also has a really tough matchup against New Orleans who's played outstanding defense when they're healthy this season
2: I can eat my words on this one easily but I'm gonna go Kevin Durant I think that Matchup against Atlanta, usually fantastic. A matchup against Atlanta with two other studs on your team. Okay, one and a half studs on your team. Um, we don't know if Ben Simmons is a stud yet. I'm not going to say he's not, but I'm not going to say he is. So we'll give him a half a point. Uh, so give me give me KD today. Favorite 6X play on the slate. Who do you got?
3: I'm going to go Anthony Edwards. No cat. Fantastic matchup against Utah. Um, I, I just love that game so much.
2: My favorite play on the slate to go 6x is my favorite play on the slate. Do not overthink this spot. Trey Young is 10-3 going up against Brooklyn. Trey Young is going to shoot the ball 25-plus times in this game. Do not overthink this spot play, Trey Young. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? So
3: maybe this isn't weird enough. You were on it, same as I was. Um, I have written down Bogdan Bogdanovich. I just feel like people think he's on a minutes restriction and he's not going to get enough run to be playable. Um, maybe DeJounte being out, he, he does end up with some ownership. Um, I don't What What do you think on that one?
2: That's fine. I mean, it's a 10-game slate, so and there's going to be a ton of value opening up. So, yeah. I mean...
3: Yeah, so if we get value in Washington um, – and
2: Utah, like, I mean, there's yeah, so much. Yeah,
3: there there could be so much value that, that he's not necessary and he stays low on. I'll give it another one, too, just in case. Well, I'll let you go first, but I, I do have a backup.
2: You're not going to pick my guy. Go
3: ahead. Uh, Karis Levert at 4,400.
2: Like, There you go. You're not picking my guy. Yeah. Sadiq Bay from Detroit. Well love my it. guy today. Yeah. The, this dude could score five fantasy points, like Fultz did the other night as my let's rid of gpp play of the day or he could go for 40 i mean i really don't see him coming off the floor in a game that gets out of hand and i could see the opportunity for him to play minutes in a game that stays close so give me sadiq bay three straight good games hope he keeps it rolling here for some odd reason he's been playing fantastic and his price has gone down so sadiq bay uh any bets standing out to you here night before
3: I was surprised to see a line in Cleveland-Sacramento as well, like you. Um, and I was surprised that – I know Sacramento has had some a little bit of success this year, but Cleveland's – like even if Donovan Mitchell sits, they still have Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. They're just a better team, in my opinion. You have Fox questionable on the other side. Um, what's – Cleveland five-and-a-half is what I have here. Is that still what you got?
2: Um,
3: Six. Cleveland minus six. So I mean, maybe injury news breaks horribly and Fox plays and and Mitchell doesn't, but I still like Cleveland minus six at that spot. Like I just think Cleveland's a much better team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like the over in the Atlanta Brooklyn game. Uh 228's a, a high total already, but I think that game just gonna be really high scoring. Um I don't think people realize how good DeJounte Murray is at defense. Um, it's a huge hit to the Atlanta defense that, I mean, they're, they're a top 12 defense, but DeJounte Murray is so good. John Collins out like this isn't. Yeah. I mean, this game just screams high scoring to me. Atlanta likes to play fast. Brooklyn will play faster, um, in fast paced spots. So I'm going to take the over in the Atlanta Brooklyn game no sleeper game today i will post something if i remember tomorrow um in the rotor grinder squad chat if you are already a member on sleeper and you're not in the rotor grinder squad you can go to the podcast description on RotoGrinders, grinders and the link is there for you to join the squad they have a few things out but nothing of interest as of right now so i'm gonna wait until some more lines come out tomorrow i want to see what trey young comes in at and you know a few other spots that we've talked about um yeah i mean tim hardaway is someone i'll be looking at for some threes so keith any final thoughts before we get out of here
3: another nice big nba slate i think this is this should shape up to be a fantastic slate um might be one of those slates where we end up with too much value but we'll see i'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far.
2: The good thing about the slates where we end up with too much value is people overthink those slates so much so much. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's gonna wrap it up here for Friday. If you're looking for week was it fourteen football podcast. We recorded that yesterday. It's on the podcast page. It's on the YouTube page. and it's anywhere that you download and listen to the morning grind already. So check that out. We'll be back on Monday talking more hoops. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday.